fans, the Golden State Warriors got better yet again. They added Boogie Cousins to their already amazing roster, um, and it's so funny. It is so funny because now that your star has left your Cleveland Cavaliers, LeBron James, and went to the L.A. Lakers, as we told you that he might. I told you he'd leave. Wasn't sure where it would be, but we told you he'd leave. Now everybody thinks the NBA's ruined. Now the NBA's ruined. Oh, it's ruined. It's ruined. It's ruined. And now that Boogie Cousins goes to Golden State, now, now every, that's all that's all he saw. Oh, the NBA's ruined. It's all he saw last night. I was telling you the NBA has been ruined for two seasons. It's too many teams. That's the problem. None of these guys want to play. They've shown you now. And they've all shown you where they want to play. They want to play on the West Coast. It's time for the NBA to say, look, we're a West Coast league. It's who we are. We're going to take 16 teams, we're going to spread them out over here, and then we're going to be done. I thought Jason Whitlock had the best point of this all day yesterday, which is, congratulations, NBA. 15 of your top 16 players in the league all play in the Western Conference where your games start after 10 o'clock on the East Coast. How's that going to work out? Probably not great. And in the end, I think Golden State, honestly, I know they got a little bit better, but they may have gotten just a whole lot worse. So before it's like, well, the NBA's ruined. Dude, Boogie Cousins is a disruptor. He has not been able to get along anywhere he's ever been. It's always been somebody else's fault. Meaning what? It's Boogie's fault. And if Golden State has anything, it's chemistry. They get four stars currently to share the ball to pass, to spread, to play without being a selfish egomaniac, which that whole league is built on the selfish egomaniac. And they get those guys to do it not in another way. Adding Boogie into that may cause problems. It may be the thing that forces the breakdown of this, if we're going to call it a dynasty, of this dynasty. You don't consider them a dynasty? I think they're probably at that. I mean, do they what? What three titles in four in years? Four years. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, was I, say. I, yeah, I mean, it's. I, I they've been debating it on TV whether or not it's an actual dynasty or not. I, I don't know. I don't think you can beat them. And so, yeah, I guess it just depends on how long you have to win. But I would say three and five is a dynasty. So three and four, how is that n- not a dynasty? I'm not disputing. Oh, I'm, I'm it. just saying. In, I know. In I'm just saying. Yeah. No. 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 I. Uh, you know. You know. People have the thing. No. I'm with you on that. It. Um. It. it I see what you're saying with, you know, DeMarcus Cousins being a disruptor, um, but at the end of the day, they got better, and... No, 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 I, as a physical NBA, like, team, in theory, on paper, I believe you got better. I do believe there, not that it will happen, but there is potential for that attitude problem to get into that locker room and create, like, I think this could happen. I think Steph and Clay and, and Kevin Durant... Could eventually be in a fourth quarter looking at themselves going, do we manhandle this league for three years? Why did we bring this head case here and do this? Like, we didn't need this. Well, I mean, the Warriors aren't necessarily going to use DeMarcus Cousins as a uh, main ingredient in the recipe there. I think that what they've been able to do is... Well, is he going to be okay with that? Well, dude, he took $5 million, so he obviously knew... He was walking into this role. He's walked into it one year. I mean, the guy could have went and signed a max contract essentially somewhere. Is it possible that Boogie? This is what I think is 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 is, is what went down with this. Is it possible for Boogie Cousins to accept that money, to accept that role, thinking he can do it, 
And then once you get into the into the season, it's not as easy to not be one of the guys as he thinks it is and have that cause major problem. Yes, is it a possibility? But it's very possible for Steve Kerr to say, well, we're not playing you, dude. Like, if this is going to be the issue, then we're not playing you. You're a $5 million player. That's okay. And, I mean, they're just going to use him as a replacement to JaVale McGee. And what, yeah. the, what the Warriors did really well with him was, you know, hey, we're a three-point shooting team. Everybody's guarding us thus. Let's get a big man in there and do something for five minutes. You know what I'm saying? That's all you needed him we'll for. We'll get eight was, points like this. Right. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. And then by the time the defense adjusts, we go back to shooting threes. So if you're going to replace DeMarcus Cousins in that equation, or JaVale McGee with DeMarcus Cousins in that equation, you just got a lot better. You did. Yeah, there, there's no doubt about that. I do believe there are going to be locker room issues with Boogie Cousins because there have been everywhere he's ever been. And I just and I just don't think you shed that. I think the Warriors, number one, have a strong enough um, uh, team mentality, a culture, and I think winning covers up a lot of, of issues. That That is true. Winning, so, so, winning does help. So once you start throwing around like the fact that you're on a dynasty, I think all of a sudden, you know, and like I said, I mean, the dude signed a $5 million contract. He could have gotten paid $25 million plus dollars this year and to sign a five million dollar contract you obviously have come to peace with that where it's like hey i'm doing this for a specific reason which is to go beyond this team and to go win a championship right there is yeah again though i think in the end he's going to look back on his career and go this championship doesn't mean as much because it's not it, these guys care about who who's around them and like the people that have been in the league and I don't think it's going to be a coveted ring. I think the guys I think the guys know how hard it is to come by a ring and if he doesn't if he doesn't sign here, he's not winning a ring and he knows that. You know what I mean? Like all right, well hey, I'll go be I'll go be the anchor piece of somewhere else, but I know I'm not going to win a ring. I, I can I can pretend like I am. Well, you I know can't I'm, do it with one guy anymore. I know I'm a great player, I but but I I can't go to Minnesota and go win a ring. No. So I think that there is a little bit of like this is my only opportunity to get one. I'll fall in line. I'll play the role. I'll sit on the bench. I'll do what I have to do there. Again, I think it's one of those things that in the moment, yes, you feel like that. 25 years from now, you were going to feel differently. And, dude, I honestly, this is a knock against LeBron James, too, whether people want to admit it or not. Russell Westbrook gets murdered in the national media for stars not wanting to play with him. He gets murdered for it. Too selfish. And I'm one of the guys that says it. Too selfish, pounds the air out of the ball, can't play, you know, can't pass, you know, ruined Kevin Durant, you know, Durant's shot at the end of games. Did the, and he does, he does all this stuff. But Paul George resigned there. And now you got Boogie Cousins doesn't want to go to LA or apparently, I mean, dude, there was at least some interest on both parties there. Don't want to do it. None of these stars, all these guys, there was like four guys this year that everybody was like, well, if we can go get that guy. None of them wanted to join LeBron in LA. None of them. Kyrie Irving ran screaming away from that dude. You got like legacies are being written by Twitter accounts and by talking heads on TV now, not what happens on the court. And this is going to be a byline on LeBron's career where it's going to be, dude, he goes to the he goes to the most storied franchise there is, and he can't get anybody else to go with him. Which I've, I mean, from the moment this all happened, it was such a head scratcher of why you picked the Lakers. Like that's such a, uh, why, why, you, 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 you're not walking into a winner. You're not walking into somebody who can compete there. I, you know, and now all of a sudden, dude, when you get swept out of the first round, it's all of a sudden going to be huge points against them. You're usually a big supporter of. Greatness and people want to watch greatness, even though we say we don't. We don't want. We say, ah, oh, dude, I want somebody else to win. Why are the Patriots going to win again? Or, ah, oh, dude, I want somebody else to win the tournament. But we all want Duke to win. We all want the Yankees to win. Why are the Warriors different? It feels like a cheat code. 
The thing about Duke is they're always good. And they've always been good. So you kind of expect it. This feels like, and even though it wasn't, by the way, and I hate when people don't give the Warriors credit for this, they drafted 98% of that. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Draymond drafted. Steph, they took on a gamble, dude, when he was hurt coming out of Davidson. You know, they found Clay. They found, so, like, they did this 98% of the way you're supposed to do it. Kevin Durant going there was an outlier. That's kind of crazy, but it does kind of feel like a cheat code. And I think that's why people don't like it as much. And I thought Nick Wright nailed this point, which is normally dynasties have huge fan bases throughout the country. Like, normally people are jumping on going, I love that team. And I think he's right about this. Outside of the Bay Area, nobody seems to love them. I don't even think the Bay Area loves them. Um, I don't know anybody who's like, the Warriors are awesome. I'm going to disagree there. I think there's a lot of... Well, I think the ratings of the NBA Finals tell us that. I think there's a lot of younger people who are watching it just like younger people watch Michael Jordan and kind of thought like, all right, now I'm a Bulls fan. How younger people watch will watch greatness. Um, I, 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 I get his point, but I disagree with it. I Well, I think the, I think the Finals ratings tell us he's right. It, because if people cared, they'd watch it. If people were on board, if they really liked it, they would have been watching it. But the ratings were terrible. Game one's ratings were way down. I think it was like something like 30% from last year. So I, I, I think he's absolutely 100% right. Because if people were into it, they'd be watching it. They'd be consuming it. I think it feels like a cheat code for people, even though it wasn't totally. They drafted 98% of it. I just think it's, it, it feels, and also, it's nice to have greatness, but you want the greatest player to have the greatness. And I think that's also part of the part of the drag is for most people, LeBron James is the best player in the league, and yet he's not the one being dominant. He's not the one with the greatness. And I think that's why there's less of a shine on this. But I think there's huge potential for Boogie to go in there and disrupt those things. And I have said it all year, and I'm going to say it again until it gets fixed. The NFL is fine. The NBA is the league with all the goddamn problems. Nobody wants to admit it. I've been telling you for a year, you have given too much power to the athlete, and look what's happened. They have ruined it inside of six years. That's what everybody was saying last night. Oh my God, the NBA's ruined. Why would I even watch it? You're the constituency, and you're already saying why would you watch it that's the league that's in trouble the nfl is alive and well more stansbury show right around the corner hang on the stansbury show i have got to get in on this rock 1069 welcome back to the stansbury show run rock 1069 today is new tour tuesday you're getting new music from lord featuring run the jewels supercuts the name of that i love lord love run the jewels love both those artists can't wait to hear that New Uncle Cracker floating and brand new D Snyder become the storm. Okay. All part of New Tour Tuesday coming up nine o'clock. I am kind of excited to hear Uncle Cracker. Uh, dude's good at making that summertime song. Yeah, he is. Yeah, floating sounds like it yeah. might be, uh, you know. Him right. or Kenny Chesney. Okay. You know what I mean? Like if you can get either one of those guys, you know, singing songs about sunlight, you know, mm-hmm. sun, uh, sunrise is going down and, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And that whole thing, drinking beer on a beach, those guys are good at it. So we'll find out if the new Uncle Cracker floating any good. Um, this LeBron thing's making people lose their minds. Calm down, guys. <laughs> Calm no, down. people are losing their minds. Calm down. So I'm scrolling my Facebook feed. Yeah. And uh, I come across News Channel 5's Facebook page thing. All right. Oh, I like those guys. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm reading some stuff. And they run like in a, in case you missed it, article on LeBron leaving. 
hey, in case you missed this, here's LeBron, he's going, Here, here's the contract, here's the money, here's all this. Did anybody miss that? Probably not, but I understand what um, Channel 5's doing there because you're just trying to get web hits and you know this is a huge story of the day, so okay. Plus, as a guy who puts out content, I can tell you, you think people have heard of things, and it's surprising to me I, every, yeah. every time when we put something out how many people haven't heard it already. I'm always like, ah, why should we put that out? People have probably already heard that. Then we put it out, and then it's like, oh, God, look at how many people didn't know this. Um, You and I are such always looking for stuff. Addicts. Always right. I yeah. mean, it's, it's by, by necessity for us, but most people, yeah, probably just a little bit more oblivious. So they're running in case you missed it. So, of course, now people want to take issue with the news, right? Okay. And a guy says, again, this should not be your top story. And I hope I'm saying this guy's name right. He says, Officer Mazzani should be number one until he is laid to rest. He's our hero. LeBron can wait. Okay. Now, I take your point. I do. I understand your point. But again, and this is where I will defend radio stations. And yes, because I work at one. Right. And I will defend news stations. And I will defend under this guise. They don't owe you what you won't consume. And I don't know who's more to blame. I, I agree that an officer dying in the line is horrific and newsworthy. But I also know that people will consume LeBron stories before they will consume that. So who's to blame? Who's failing who is what I want to know. Because what you're thinking is, is well, it's the news organization's responsibility to educate me and to give me information I need. Okay? That's a valid standpoint, except for who's to decide what's the information you need. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, like, they... Now, I here's what I know. News Channel 5 posted that story about that officer. Of course. They did not do that. Of course. Right? So, I get the the virtue signaling of, you know, let's do this. Make sure we're doing this. And I what this guy's really trying to do is go... I'm smart and engaged, and people who like sports are dumb yeah. and don't care about things that are happening in their community. Yeah, I care about cops. You don't. You care about LeBron. Now, this is virtue signaling. I, I, That's exactly what it is. I understand this point here, and we've gotten into this debate before, and... What are, what, are, what are television stations supposed to do? What are radio stations supposed to do? So, all right, so every time that an officer loses his life, we suspend all programming, literally all programming, and exclusively cover that? Well, here's the other thing. People, I think, forget sometimes that social media platforms, especially like news, like, dude, I guarantee, well, I can't say I guarantee. I would assume that what has happened here with this post is it was scheduled. You can do that. Like, you can create a post and go, I don't want this to, to post to, like, live Facebook until tomorrow at, like, 4 p.m. Right. You can do that. And my guess is the social media manager kind of, especially with the LeBron story, and in case you missed it thing, kind of did that. Hey, here's this. We'll schedule this eight hours from now. And so, like, other news happens inside of that. Well, this officer had already been passed, right? I, I mean, think like, so. I'm just telling people how this stuff kind of goes I, down. I, I, I just, I just, I mean, I, I agree with you 100% that that's a tragic situation. Situation that's awful, that's terrible, that des- it does deserve news coverage. But like every single day, there's an officer losing his life. Right. There's soldiers coming over in body bags every single day. So our news station just supposed to suspend everything else and exclusively cover. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you're supposed to do. Here. That's what I'm saying is that this guy's not out for what's right. He's out to make you feel like he's better than you. 
And he is, of course, not because I'm smart enough to see through what he is doing here. This is honestly what you're doing, honestly, is disrespectful almost to the memory of people who have lost their life like that. Because what because you don't you use them I as a pawn. Yeah, you are kind of using them as a pawn. Because we know the news covered this story. It's not like they're not covering it. And again, I don't know who's failing who. If you're gonna consume the LeBron story more than you consume serious issues, fine, let's not even make it an officer dying, like missile tests or this or that. You are going to consume the entertainment before you're going to consume the hard news. We've proven that. That's who the American people are. So I don't know how it's a news director's fault or a social media manager's fault for what it is you and I won't do or what it is we will do. I don't know how they're to be to blame. So what? What they are in business to make money. So aren't they supposed to do what's going to do that? Otherwise, they're going to have to lay everybody off there. And I don't know why they're supposed to go out there and give you a news organization you're not going to read or watch. Right, right. I mean, what, why would anybody be in that business? Why, why would anybody go out of their way to do that? That would be like me saying, hey, you own an ice cream store, huh? You must sell horse poop ice cream. That's the only flavor we're going to let you sell. No, no, no. Nobody wants it. No, no. Nobody's asking for it. You have to do that. That's a little bit of what's happening here. I'll tell you another comment in, the, in this section that I saw that I think is even crazier than what this guy did. Because I understand that guy's point, that we should all be more engaged in the serious things in life. We, we should pay attention to the real stories versus like where millionaire athletes go. He's right, but we all know it's not going to happen. But I saw another one of these here. And I can't believe this guy. Dude, you got to remember Facebook. It gives us your name. I know this guy's name. And he wrote this down, not on my Facebook page, but on News Channel 5's. Nobody cares about that pig that shouldn't have stepped into oncoming traffic. Sad question mark? Not at all. Good Lord. Somebody wrote that down for public to see and has their name next to it. And they don't have fear of that. If that doesn't show you what these platforms have done to us and where they have taken us, that's a comment that back in my day, you would have had to have said that underneath your breath. You wouldn't have written it for the world to see and put your name next to it because we would have we would have ruined you. We would we, we were like, dude, 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 that's so disrespectful. I can't even believe it. So do you feel like with something like that, and I would agree 100% that's just grossly disrespectful. I mean, you have no idea, you know, what this family has gone through. You know, this guy's serving his community, trying to make his city a safer place, and you have, you have that statement, dude, just an absolutely terrible it's thing. Pathetic. Is something like that, though, is that... Where the where the where the Facebook mob should come in? Should you ruin this guy? Should you click on click on his link and find out who his employer is and say, "Hey, do you know your employees doing this?" Ah, uh, dude, mob justice. I'm not sure is ever good. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not sure it's ever good. Uh, I'm sure you can give me examples where I'd have to be like, "All right, well, yeah, I mean that one. I kind of can sign up." Worked, right? Yeah, right, yeah. I mean, if you want to throw Freddy Krueger into the, you know what I mean, into the fire pit, do it. But is there consequence here? I mean, like, uh, <laughs> will there be consequence here? Yeah, I think there could be, depending on where the guy works. 
I just um, a lot of other times the, the argument is, well, you, you know, you should be allowed to have your opinion, and what you say shouldn't be held against you because you didn't say it at work, and you know what I mean. Like, and now it's like, well, this is reprehensible, this is terrible, and now it's like, well, this feels justified, but like, well, where this is going to get tricky is where fine, because look at what Fantone said. You didn't say it. Well, you know, you didn't say it at work. My question is going to be is where'd you type it? Right? You're on Facebook all day at work. I'm not talking to him. I'm talking to all of us. We're all on Facebook. You have it on your phone. It's probably on your computer at your work and this and that. So did you say it at work? Did you type it at work? Here's the other thing I find alarming about this guy's comment. It shows you now on Facebook when somebody has edited their comments. He edited this, meaning he added punctuation that he missed or changed a word that he had misspelled. He edited it, had a chance to take it down, didn't do it. Stood by it. And that goes to show you where social media has taken us. It has taken us to this place where people who used to have these awful thoughts in their heads who would have never said it out loud because we would have been like, you're a freak. You can't say that out loud. What the hell's the matter with you? Now just type it and have their name next to it and feel as if there's no problem with it. That, to me, is a little alarming. New Tour Tuesday coming up at 9 o'clock. More Sandsbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. I cannot wait for 8 o'clock. I said something yesterday on the show about patriotism. And I took some heat on it on social media after the show was over. People were like, you're crazy. And now I've got numbers and data that back up what I say. Patriotism, how it has shifted in this country. It has shifted dramatically. And at 8 o'clock, we'll talk about that. Can't wait to get into that. I knew I was right. I knew I was right. So at 8 o'clock, we'll do that. Also, uh, the president had some interesting things to say about a particular group of people in this country. Okay. At 8.30, we'll have a little audio from uh, from Mr. Donald Trump himself. All right. And then 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday. So we have to address the banner now. The LeBron banner across from the queue. Everybody wants to know. Well, now it's coming down. Yeah. And there were people who thought that was going to stay up, and I, that I don't get. I'm thankful for what everything LeBron did. Now, I, I said this yesterday, and it's true. You were used, just so you know. He came back here to clean up his image so the rest of the NBA fan base wouldn't hate him. He won you a title. Oh, LeBron's a good dude. And then the moment he has a chance to get out, let me get out of here. Right? You were used to wash that image. And I said this yesterday, and I maintain. It's okay. And why you should feel okay about being used is that you got your orgasm. You got what you were after, which was the title. So if he wants to go now, you got to let him go. But make no mistake that I'm coming home, and this is home for me. It's all BS. It's all emotion. It's all pull on your heartstrings. We'll dupe them into thinking I love it here and all this other stuff. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's all smoke and mirrors. But the banner has to come down. If you don't take that banner down, you look desperate. You you know what that's like? That's like the people who want the banner to stay up forever – that's like when your girlfriend breaks up with you and you won't throw her stuff out. Oof. Her razor's still in the shower. Oof, dude, throw it all away. Her, it hair, all her hairbrush is in that drawer in the bathroom, even though she's moved out two years ago. But for some reason, you can't throw it out. And why do you think you, why do you, think you haven't found a new chick? Why do you think you're just like, come on, guy. If you're really doing that, you got to throw that crap away. Exactly right. So then now NBC Sports had their Twitter account, like post a photo of LeBron saying now, you know, Cleveland's hopes rest on, you know, the Browns to make up for it. And Jose Ramirez tweets out, says, 
I guess we're invisible. And then I keep and then I hear then I keep seeing my favorite yeah. thing all over social media. Oh my god, Cleveland versus the world. Cleveland versus everybody. Nobody likes Cleveland. Nobody Cleveland. Nobody likes us and we don't care. Right. Except for the fact that you do care because you've made a thousand effing t-shirts about it and you tweet about it every two minutes. Spoiler alert. The world wins. <laughs> I hate to be the one to tell you guys that, but the world's going to win that battle. I'm, I'm telling you. Not only that, but what I would argue is that NBC Sports isn't slighting the Indians. They're slighting baseball. They didn't, they're not slighting your particular franchise. They're saying, look, most people don't care about baseball as much as they used to. Most people in that town are exactly what I've been telling you for the last, I don't know, four years here. This is Brown's country. You know, Jose Ramirez said, are we invisible? The answer to that question essentially is yes. Um, I've watched a decent amount of Indians games this year, and they've been enjoyable. They really have. Like, And I know people are like, well, they're just not good enough, and the, and the AL Central sucks, and that's why they're in first place. And it's like... Who cares? They're in first place. They're winning more, more more games than they're losing. So, like, you know, it's it's enjoyable to watch the Indians. But in the big picture, yeah, dude, you are kind of invisible. I mean, Scott from Waiting for Next Year said it yesterday where, you know, I asked him, who do you think the best athlete in Cleveland is now that LeBron's left? He brings up Jose Ramirez. And he called them the, him the second best player in baseball. Outside of this market, nobody knows who that dude is. I mean, like, nobody knows who oh, that dude and is. even in the market. You, I mean, go, go walk through Belton Village. Don't get me wrong. People are going to see him. But, like, most people, like my girlfriend, my girlfriend wouldn't know who he is. If I took three dudes who kind of look similar right. and Jose Ramirez was in there, would she be able to pick him out? Mm, maybe, no. maybe, no. maybe. It's a no. one in three chance. She might have a shot. No. But, no, essentially no is the answer to that. Yeah, I don't think it's them slating the Indians. It's them slating baseball. You keep saying the NBA is the is the, is the sports league in trouble, and you never bring up baseball. Do you? Is oh, because I, you know why that is? Is because I think most people admit baseball is in trouble. It's so far in third. Yeah, I, I think it's. Yeah, I really do feel that way. There's something. I mean, dude, they're putting swimming pools in baseball stadiums. It's that's them admitting we don't know what we're doing. We don't know what to do anymore. Like, literally, dude, they had to clear out an entire deck out there in Progressive Field and just make it a drinking patio to even get you to want to go. So, yeah, I think that's why I kind of leave baseball out of that conversation is because it does feel like one of those things where it's like, guys, you need a shot in the arm in this. And I've been saying it. They don't market their stars all that well. As a matter of fact, I saw this the other day. Aaron Judge, right? He's this kid. He's like 6'8", plays for the Yankees, big, good-looking kid, hits the ball a mile, got a cool number, wears number 99. He's got a cool name, got the whole thing, right? Whole package. There was a video of him playing catch with a kid in the stands. In the middle of a game, there's guys on base, and he's like playing catch with this kid in the stands. And I saw it on one sports blog. One. One. Major League Baseball is terrible. Like, if you would, dude, if you would promote your stars that way, dude, do you have, LeBron James isn't going to play catch with you. Like, that isn't going to happen. Tom Brady's not going to throw the ball to the fifth row and, like, play catch with you. Baseball needs to, like, get their arms around that kind of stuff and promote the living crap out of it. But of course they didn't. It was on, like, two Twitter feeds and then it just, like, died out. And it's like, this is why you can't win. 
This right here is why you can't continue to captivate the young mind. Is because you just refuse to embrace this technology. Dude, the NBA embraced Twitter fast. Like, really, really fast. I knocked the NBA a lot. But they did embrace Twitter really, really fast. And I think it's helped with their highlight game for sure. We're going to continue with sports, honestly. We are going to, but we are going to move over to football. There's being, there's a question being asked about Baker Mayfield right now that I think is disrespectful. Now, I was a little like cold on Baker Mayfield when we drafted him. I'm warming up to the idea now. I wanted Sam Darnold, but I'm warming up to it. But this question that we're flat out asking publicly about Baker Mayfield is a little disrespectful. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. 8 o'clock. Very interesting data on patriotism. I floated an idea yesterday. I got some data to back it up. 8 o'clock, we'll give you that. 9 o'clock, it's New Tur Tuesday. New Lord, New Uncle Cracker, New D. Snyder. That Lord song's got Run the Jewels on it, too. Wow. I'm just assuming that's going to be good. I love both those artists a lot. I have heard that song. I will I will reserve my, uh, my vote until New Tur Tuesday. Um, but... I am very excited for this. I do want to hear D. Snyder, and I am an Uncle Cracker fan. I think the guy's good at what he does, so it might be uh, three non-turds in a row there. Be interesting. So Baker Mayfield got engaged, Brown's uh, future quarterback. And I saw this headline, and I felt like this was disrespectful. And I don't really like to ring the alarm a lot, but the headline is, Baker Mayfield gets engaged. Should the Cleveland Browns be concerned? Now, this is just a byproduct of having social media, of having too much technology, um, because the think piece is what's killing everything right now. And I've been saying it for weeks. Should this? Well, what if this? The think piece is killing us. It's destroying us. And... The over-examination of every part of an athlete's life. I mean, dude, these guys used to smoke cigarettes on the sideline. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's a, isn't there a picture of a Super Bowl, Len Dawson, mm-hmm. like legitimately with a beer in his feet, smoking a cigarette on the sideline? I think it's at halftime in the locker room, but nonetheless, I mean. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, right, you take my point there, right? And so, like, now, like, we're all in on these guys, like, all of their lives. And what you're thinking is, what you're thinking about tweeting at me right now is something you've heard come off of SportsCenter. Well, you know, if you're a franchise and you're going to dump down $40 million into a kid, I should get to know everything. And you're right. The GM should get to know everything. I'm not sure the guy that can't afford tickets in the 500 section should. So they're asking the question, should the Browns be concerned? And I want to know why. It's not a drug arrest. Right. Not DUI. Right. It's, it's, it's not, oh my God, Baker Mayfield beat up his girlfriend. It's Baker Mayfield likes this woman, thinks he loves her, wants to marry her. Now, I guess maybe you can look at it from the view of, well, is this woman a psychopath? Is this woman a, uh, you know, okay. is, is she, she going to be an anchor on Baker's progress? Fine. Okay, fine. All right. But what I would want for that to be an examination before we start writing think pieces on whether or not we should be worried about it is if there were any smoke to her being bad, to her causing problems, to her having issues. You got to remember, I was the one that kind of knocked her for for posting the photo of him looking at the playbook. 
or whatever it was. Like it was like, nah, leave the wife out of it, leave the girlfriend out of it. Like you do all that, leave her out of it, right? But at the end of the day, this Emily Wilkinson woman, I believe, is her name. I have not heard a single bad thing about her outside. You know what I mean? Uh, of anything. So what should they be concerned about? Now, this guy's whole point to write this article is that they haven't known each other long enough. Well, that's pretty judgmental. Marriages used to be arranged. You didn't know each other at all. It was literally a, here, here's my daughter. This is my property. I'm basically selling my property to you. That's how marriages used to be. So six months is going to be out of line? Is that how long they've been dating? Six months has to be longer than that, he right? said They say here in this article, I don't have the actual number. They say here he's known her about six months. Um, if we're going to be honest about it, I think we can all agree that your personal relationships can negatively impact your work. For right? sure they can. I mean, and I think that happens pretty frequently. How? how but I- as you're right, and I know where you're going, at least I think I know where you're going, I, the, the average person in their car right now can't start voting for bosses need to worry about job performance because of who you're dating. I know you, you may want to make that judgment call for Baker Mayfield, but you sure as hell don't want all of us making it for you. No, because that's the whole thing is, yes, it can be a, a, a negative impact on you, but until that starts impacting what's happening at your job, it really isn't your place. Like, dude, fine, your boss hates your girlfriend for some reason or hates your wife or whatever, but until you're bringing that to work, like you can't concentrate because you're on the phone so much fighting with her or you can't you know show up on time because you guys were up late last night screaming at each other that's that's when it's time to, to to for the for the for the workplace to interject itself but until that happens until we have evidence of that i i i i can't i can't i can't i can't come down on the kid how in the week of fourth of july Am I supposed to tell this kid he doesn't have the right or the freedom to marry this girl he loves? And it's not like it's not like this is a week out of the season and he's going to oh I got to take my honeymoon right now. I mean this is the off season still. It's not like there's anything official going on. And correct? an engagement, right? So well, not only that, we're we're missing the biggest overall point, which is the Browns have said they're not planning on playing them this year. So what should we be concerned about now? If you want to say decision-making is a big part of a quarterback's life and marrying somebody inside of six months, okay. But I'm not sure that's the same decision as putting a ball into double coverage. Well, fine. We're going to go with all decision-making. I, I think deciding to cheat on your wife is a terrible idea. So now all of a sudden, are we going to start looking at all these quarterbacks? Ooh. Like Now we're going to start looking at this like, dude, well, hey, if you're going to bang these hoes over here when we when we go to San Francisco, if you're going to be banging these hoes out and your wife finds out about this, this is going to be a problem. So now we're just checking every Ooh. NFL quarterback's penis. Is that what we're going to be doing? Is just like keeping the dong report of like, all right, well, who are you banging? What's happening with you? Dude, Deflategate 2 is going to be off the hook, right? That, dude, that's going to be nuts. More Stansberry Show next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. I want to shout out Chris who tweeted in and said, dude, you're a Browns fan. Now, he's a Packers fan, Chris is. And he's like, dude, these Browns fans have got to understand. Your future quarterback getting engaged, much better than being drunk while on an inflatable swan like your future quarterback was four years ago. Just blowing down lines, dude, not caring at all. Good point, man. Say it louder for the people in the back, Chris. Good point.
Say it louder for the people in the back. I mean, do not knowing the woman all that long. Fine, you can get me there. I wouldn't ask somebody to marry me inside of six months, but I'm so terrified to do it, I won't ask anybody at all. Yeah, it's not a question about, like, do I think this relationship is a good idea, but does this impact what Baker Mayfield is doing? Not yet, so I can't hold him guilty of it yet. I mean, if the guy's solidifying his home life. Right. And adding stability to his home life. Right. Now, that's what I hope is happening with a marriage, because that's what I think that's what the intended... I, Fantone's probably going to get married here sooner or later, and I'm guessing that that's part of what you wanted to do, right? That's part of why it is. Calm things down Let's a little bit, you know, have an here. anchor on Let's, you. Dude, the, this world is a shady place. Mm-hmm. I need somebody to help me battle mm-hmm. it. I, I don't think... I, I mean, there's not, I mean, as a guy who doesn't want to get married, I got no issue with what Baker Mayfield is doing here. I wouldn't get married inside of six months. So that part I kind of give you. But, like, this whole, like, is, should the Browns be concerned? Yeah, about the fact that he's not 6'3". Right. But, but they, they, didn't, they, weren't, they didn't care about that. Yeah, I, I, don't know why people are, I don't know why people are worried about that one. And I think Chris nailed it. So, so let me get this straight. When I was hitting the panic button on Johnny Manziel, telling you guys that it was all, it was all drugs and booze, Stansbury, you're a hater. You're hater. freaking out. You're freaking out. Meanwhile, dead ass right on Johnny Manziel. I'm now like, yeah, Baker Mayfield getting married. I don't see the big deal. You guys are all freaking out. Um, I would assume you probably did freak out. <laughs> like they were probably right there, but you were correct in your freak out. So I won't hold it against you. While we're still on the Browns, I uh, just wanted to note that today is Joe Thomas Day. Seven three. Everyone's uh, like, happy uh, Joe uh. Thomas Day, baby. I didn't know about that. So yeah, so Joe Thomas Day today. Happy Joe Thomas. Day. We also have some LeBron prop bets uh, surrounding LA. Those are online for you at wrqk.com. But I saw this and I wanted to talk about it because I feel like this could happen to us. All right. And this is and and I worry about this and especially here. But some employees in Albuquerque were forced to evacuate a TV station Sunday night, having to skip their local newscast. A non-employee had gained access to the building and just walked up to the set and sat down at it. So they ended up skipping their 10 p.m. newscast due to an intruder. The man had gained access to the TV station's building at around a quarter to nine. Then he walked onto the set where the crew was preparing for their next show. He was escorted from the premises. However, employees called 911 a short time later to report the guy had returned back to the building. If they take the guy off premises for breaking into the building and being in the place where he wouldn't have been, how did he return anywhere a short time later? Wasn't that enough to hold him? I would think so, but maybe not. You know what I mean? Like maybe that was just a hey, you need to show up in court on whatever date. And- I'm surprised. I would have thought that that would have been enough to hold people, but you never know. But obviously, after the deadly shooting at the newspaper in Annapolis last week, people were you know a little concerned by this. And I've been on this for years and years and years about these kinds of jobs. That there, are, it used to be this right, like when you wanted to describe somebody as crazy you would have said something like this that guy thinks the tv or the radio is talking to him right 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 so like why am i not supposed to think that if you go crazy that this is going to be one of the first places you come especially if you're a guy like me who is a little controversial will is not afraid to say the thing that's like oh i don't know if you should say that so like you gotta wonder i worry about it all the time when i'm out in public let alone when i'm sitting when i feel like i'm a sitting duck in this building 
Yeah, there's there's multiple ways to look at it, and all media outlets kind of do have a little bit of dirt on them here, where it's like TV stations, you're gonna get crazy people because they can visually see you. I know I know a couple people who work in television news, and like women in particular there are like genuinely afraid at all times. Because if you're like a Holly Strano or whatever, I mean, there are nut jobs out there looking at you, lusting after you, wanting to chop your head off and wear it, dude. Like I'm telling you that right yeah. now. And dude, here's what's ter- here's what's really terrifying about that relationship between host and listener. You know everything there is to know about us. Mm-hmm. I don't know a single thing about you. So, like, if you approach me, I'm always under the guise of, oh, let's see how this one goes. Right, 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 right. I have no I, idea where this is heading, what you think of me, what your preconceived notations of me are. You know everything there is to know about me, right. Now, if you are a news organization, like the newspaper or a news station, instead of just, like, a local news, I'm talking like you guys are a, a news station, there's that level of distrust for the media and for news journalists right now. We can debate on whether that is or is not warranted. But it's it, always been there, but it's definitely amped up right now. And at the end of the day, there is a sense of they're the enemy they're out they're lying to me they're trying to bring this country down and like that puts you in a dangerous situation whatever your politics are but when it comes to radio and why I agree with you when it comes to like the insanity that we have to deal with is radio is such an intimate medium where you are in your car right now. Odds are more than likely. Now, more you maybe you're listening on your smart speaker at home. All you got to do is say, you know. Alexa, play Rock 1069 on iHeartRadio. Maybe you are, you know, listening to the podcast, but a vast majority of people are in their car by themselves with us talking to them. And if you've already got a little bit of unstable going on up there and you feel like all of a sudden, like this conversation, you're a part of it or you are there that we're talking, talking about, about me you, or that. Right. Or, or once again, that we're trying to, like, bring you well, down or whatever. Dude, that just leads to insanity. Well, look, dude, everybody takes things personally. Remember, there was a I think it was like last year. I was telling this story about how I had slept with this woman and she was my age older, actually a year older. And she had a belly button ring. And I remember I told the story oh, yeah. about when I took her clothes off and I was like, oh, that's mm. a little odd. It's a little, it's, it's a little strange. I didn't realize people my age were still doing this. Right. And I just kind of talked about it where I had thought about it like before having sex with her. I was like, oh, this probably isn't great. Right. And this woman sent me like a three page email about how I'm like the most disgusting pig in the world because she's 45 and has a belly button ring. And how dare I judge her? And I remember having to go on the air and saying, lady, I was judging that one particular woman who I had sex with. I don't know you. I've never met you. I'm not judging you and probably wouldn't have sex with you. So, like, what are we, what are you so mad at me for? I mean, and even if you are judging her, even if you're saying, like, yo, anybody over the age of 25 with a belly button ring is white trash or whatever you want to say. You <laughs> Man, know what I mean? back in that line all well, the way up, I, huh? I, I, Well, because, I mean, unless you have a bunch of piercings, a belly button ring on an older person, there is a little bit of, like, what are you holding on to this for still? Like, lady, come on, you've had three kids and you're still thinking this is going to be the thing that makes your stomach attractive here. But, like, even if you are coming out and saying that and making your stance that I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about a broader you. I'm talking about a more general you. The community. Right. Not you specifically. Not you as one individual. Right. But people take things very personally. And so I do worry about that. And especially when you think about it and I guess if I'm worried about it I shouldn't tell you this. No. But dude, the barrier between crazy listener Mm -hmm. And me is 89-year-old Linda. <laughs> and I love Linda. She's love my her, favorite dude. person in the building. She brings love me her. donuts once or twice a week. I love her, dude. She is honestly the only person in the building that likes us. I, <laughs> I love her. It's true. I love her. 
But if a 250-pound man comes in here, there ain't nothing she's doing. She's feisty. I'll give her that. But I think the guy's probably got it. You yeah. Know what I, mean? I think he probably, yeah. he probably takes her. And next thing I know, I'm laying dead on the floor. Now, these buildings are all locked and for a reason. Yeah, like, you so know, are schools. Well, and I mean, so that's, are, that's, so are this, that's, so what are I, that. that's what I was going to say. It's a very false sense of security here where it's like, well, we need a key fob to get in. And it's like, well, yeah, like that's not that's not security. That's not anything that rocks me in the comfort of like, well, dude, everything's going to be fine. No, not at all. It's a key fob. Like, I mean, guys, can, they can mimic your credit card when you stick it into a gas pump. You don't think people can mimic, like, a key card to get into the building? Of course they could. I mean, you can throw you can throw a brick through the window and climb right in. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, like, there's not well, much. Well, not only that, like, once I got locked out here, I had actually left my keys in the building, right? right? So I called the boss, man. I was like, yo, dude, I was like, sorry, it's Saturday night, 10 o'clock. I left my keys in the building. I'm locked out. I don't know what I'm going to do. He goes, ah, it's all right. Call the engineer. And I was like, oh, God, that guy hates me. Yeah, why do I, I was like, why do I got to call that guy? Oh, yeah, he does hate me. I don't care. You know, I, that guy, he can hate me all he wants. I don't care. But uh, and I was like, you know, dude, that guy hates me. I don't want to call him. He's like, no, dude, just call him. It'll be fine. And that guy unlocked the building from his phone. Like, he was on the phone with me. He's like, where are you? What what exit are you at? I was like, this one. Boom, press the button. It was done. So that means it was done on his computer, which right. that can be hacked. Right. Is essentially my point. Is that the more technology you get, actually, the, the, the more open you are to somebody being able to exploit that. I'd rather just a, an old board across the back of the door. Safe as can be right there. <laughs> That's, I'd, I'd rather have that. I'm terrified of that. You never worry about that? No, I do, man. I 100% do. As soon as that newspaper thing happened, like I legit was like, well, what... What's our plan here? Like, what's stopping this from happening here? What am I going to do in one of these situations? And like, I do when you think much. when you think about the fact of what it is we do every single day, and our cars aren't protected in the parking lot. Just out there, just, just out there. there. They're just out in the parking lot, and it's like, dude, do you not realize how inflammatory some things that people <laughs> perceive what I have said to be? Whether they are or not, it doesn't matter. It's how they perceive it. Yeah, I mean, what you what you mean and what you say are two very different things than how what people hear. Yeah, exactly right. So, I mean, there there is a part of it. It's like, well, you know when you get into a line of work like this that there's going to be some negative that rub. car bombs are going to be out there. <laughs> That's my expectation. I'm not in the mob, for Christ's sakes. I'm giving away Weezer tickets, and I got to worry about my car being blown up? That doesn't seem like a fair trade to me at all. I mean, I did get it on an endorsement, but it doesn't mean I want you to blow it up. I don't need that. For Christ's sakes, I can't have it. Fourth of July is tomorrow. I'm going to tell you the worst Fourth of July I ever had in my entire life. That's next on Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Yo, guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Roll Holt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Roll Holt. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, I know you have some questions, which is why the Roll Holt Vision Institute has made everything perfectly clear for you at their website. That is RollHoltVision.com. Nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. And we'll do New Tour Tuesday coming up at 9 o'clock. New Lord featuring Run the Jewels. Can't wait for that. Love both artists. New Uncle Cracker. New D. Snyder. All part of that. I hear 8 o'clock this morning is the official removal time of the banner downtown. 
of LeBron. They're going to yank that thing down there. I, uh, you got to wonder what they are going to do there. I, I, I think it, it's probably best to stay away from the sports thing for a little while because nothing yeah. stacks up next to LeBron. I think something uh, just, you know, Ohio, Cleveland based, a little pride in your city mural might not be the best, you know, might not be the worst idea there. I would just say it's Sherwin Williams's billboard, right? I would just say paint, buy it, Sherwin Williams. You can do that. Or, or you could do that. Or you could do that. So tomorrow's 4th of July, and uh, we got lucky. Uh, I know today they were calling for rain, but now, according to my iPhone, at least they said they cleared it out, so that's kind of nice. That is nice. Fireworks tonight at 1045, or 945 at the Monument. So Supposed to be nice uh, again tomorrow, 91 tomorrow. It's supposed to be nice, so at least that's good. Warm. Um, I don't get down with the firework thing. Um, I'm sure they look awesome at the memorial. That probably does. That's probably a cool uh, thing. I just I don't get it. I, I I don't get this. Like I saw this yesterday. As a matter of fact, our boss posted this and said, "People who leave ten minutes into a twenty minute firework display are the worst, or like the devil, or terrorist, or whatever." He said, "Why? And I, <laughs> like, why? Why?" Exactly right. And I said to him, "I was like, dude, if you need any more than ten minutes worth of fireworks, what the hell's the matter with you? You're not six years old." Like, I just don't get fire. I just don't get it. I, I take your point. You're not six years old, and I've made this joke before, but the, the, the adults who are amazed by fireworks are the same adults who are, like, amazed by a sizzling skillet coming out at Applebee's where yeah. it's like, oh, Ooh. my God, it's hot. Piping hot. <laughs> it's piping hot. Oh, wow, look at this one. It's smoking. And it's like, yeah, dude, that's what happens. Um, The thing with me is, like, do I really go and am I, like, amazed and like, oh, wow. But it's just what you do on the 4th of July. And, like, yeah, it's stupid. I guess, but I feel like what you just do on the Fourth of July is get your house robbed. If you're a f- smart criminal, every idiot in the neighborhood's on a blanket watching things in the sky. Go rob houses. I um I I saw somebody share this, and I guess I'm interested to get your opinion on it. Is like you know go enjoy your Fourth of July fireworks, but remember that those those signify the the bombs and the cannonballs that were being shot into the face of people who would take away our freedom. So like that's what like the 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 symbolism is of like that's why we do this. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I um I was driving home the other day and I don't want to tell you exactly where Six and Duber and then I uh <laughs> there's like, okay. But there's like a a stretch of like a couple of homes. Yeah. And uh, it looks like a free for all, really. <laughs> like, uh, okay. There were people sitting on all four stoops across all four homes. All front doors were open. People just walking in and out of each other's apartments. <laughs> it was just like, I mean, dude, if you've ever seen The Wire, it was just like, geez, people really live like that. Huh? Um, it, that is very indicative of the struggle. If you are sitting out on your front step with all doors open, I'm always like, man, dude, things aren't going well in there, no. are they? Windows open, doors <laughs> just, open, no screen. No anything, letting bugs go in. Just people sitting on Home Depot buckets on the front step. And, like, dude, there were just fireworks going off as I was sitting there at that light. And I was totally judgmental because I was like, dude, look at those people right there. None of those people are nice enough not to point this thing at my car and shoot it at me. No, they're they're, they're looking at your car like, you son of a bitch, where you get all your money from? It's like, work? Park that thing in the living room so we can sleep in it. (laughs) Work. Yeah, exactly right. So I was like all terrified of that. And I was like, well, that might be the worst 4th of July ever. But then it reminded me of what happened when I was a kid. Okay. And I had a brother who was seven years older than me and was a dick. Yeah, I was going to say, kind of a jerk to you, right? Oh, not nice. <laughs> not nice. And if you've ever had an older brother, well, you probably still have it. But they're, like, they, uh, they're not nice. And they enjoy kicking the living crap out of you. 
and my brother, and I guess I should have been smarter than this, but I wasn't. You were dumb. I, I was a dumb little kid. I didn't yeah. know any better. So there we were in Maple Heights, right? And it's like 4th of July weekend, and my dad just all sweaty and miserable after cooking on the grill. Give me a gear here, because I want to I wanna imagine how old you are, what you're wearing, what do you got, the little, little, those little tight nut hugger shorts on? The, yeah, the, like the, the, the blue short shorts okay. with the white strip down the middle, down the, down the side. Okay. Yeah, yeah the JCPenney pair we all had. That's right. There was one store. Chubby little chubby little legs just rubbing together. All right, Stansbury having summertime fun. Yeah, I got the shorts from the Husky section at Hills. The way we all did. <laughs> the way we all did. So there I am in like an 80s tank top white beater. My blue short shorts with the white strip down the side. Just looking like Bruce Jenner. The old one. The Olympian. Right? And there I am running around the yard and I got the sparkler in my hand. I'm not old enough to play with anything real yet. Was your family cool with fireworks? You guys were a fireworks family. Yeah, me and my dad would let off some stuff in the front yard. Okay, not nut not jobs about it, but like, Danny, come on out here. We're going to yeah, see Yeah, I got the bottle rockets. Okay. Let's see what happens. Okay. You know All what right. I mean? All right. So there I am running around like an idiot in a circle in my front yard with a sparkler like every other kid with like, you know, a towel hanging off his back like a cape. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm running around. I'm enjoying the 4th of July. Right. And so I, I, you know, the sparkler starts getting towards the end. And I don't know what to do with it. It's sparkling. It's got the stuff all over the yard. And so I look at my brother, who I should have known I shouldn't be able to trust with anything. And I say to him, I was like, what do I do now? Like, I don't know. Like, I just caught the coyote. Now what? Okay. Right? Like, now what? What? Oh, now what oh, do I do? Oh, okay. And my brother goes, oh, you've never, dad never showed you how to put out a sparkler? I was like, no. He goes, ah, it's easy. Just wrap your hand around it and grip it real tight and it just goes out. Now me, it's not like they let me light it. I didn't have the pick in my hand. I'm four. <laughs> you know what I mean? I had decent parents. It's like they weren't rolling cigarettes up in my sleeve. I wasn't allowed to play with matches. I wasn't allowed to play with the lighter. So, like, I just, like, wrapped my, my palm around this goddamn thing. And I, like, see my mom's, like, look of horror from the front step. She's, like, yelling at me. Danny, what the hell is the matter with you? I was, like, what's the matter with me? The, your older one is the one that told me to do it. What the hell's the matter with the bully you had before me? Should have had me first. That dude's a dick. What are you doing? Just wrap my hand around the sparkler. Dude, I think you can still see it 40-some years later. There it, is. <laughs> there it is. That hurt like a son bitch. Have you ever had a, a firework mishap? Um, I mean, we uh, what we would do is, especially like in our teenage years, like once we got our hands on explosives, like I don't remember what they were, like M80s. They were like quarter sticks, is what my buddy told me. And I mean, we literally blew up anything we could get our hands on. I remember we went up to the grocery store and we're buying watermelons and we're buying like all these different things. And eventually, like we blew up a globe and we blew up all this stuff. And we're like, well, dude, this isn't nearly destructive enough. And we were let's by, do radio shows instead. <laughs> I was like, we're by a park, so we go to this park. We I think put three of them together, lit it, threw it in the porto potty, and dude, when that porto potty blew up and that blue water went everywhere, because the whole thing was just like you know waiting for it, waiting for it, waiting sure. for it, poof, and the whole thing like all the sides blew out and everything, you know, and then that blue water just started coming out and there's crap all over the park. Your boys went running, dude. We were hightailing it out of there. Oh Jesus, Fantone's been dropping turds. <laughs> all over the community forever. Forever. I said something about patriotism yesterday, and now I have data to back it up. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it. I love it. Rock 106.9. 
Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We have a pair of tickets to check out Weezer and the Pixies. We'll pass those out at around 8.45 this morning. Tomorrow's 4th of July, and I had, uh, wrote this on Facebook a few years ago on the 4th of July. I said, you better celebrate this holiday while you can. In a few, This is like five years ago I wrote this. I said, in a few years, somebody's going to be out there to try to tell you how evil and racist and bigotry-filled that this holiday is. So you better enjoy it. You better get your freedom in before it's all said and done, before it's over. And I still believe that that day may be coming. That we will over-examine things so much that that's what, uh, that's what the internet really is. It's the over-examination machine. We look down the rabbit hole way too far into everything. Should this? What about this? And if this? We think peace ourselves to death. And sooner or later, we will evaluate whether or not 4th of July is something we really should take the day off for and celebrate. We will. I know you're sitting there going, you're crazy. Right. There was once upon a time where you would have thought it would have been crazy to kneel during the national anthem, and now half the country thinks it's something that should be done. I'm not one of them, but there's a lot of people who do think that that's something decent to do. See, again, 15 years ago, you'd have been like, you're crazy. So you see what I'm saying? You can't, you can't laugh away anything anymore because anything can happen. And I said this yesterday, that patriotism, I feel like in this country as I feel like it's at an all-time low, I don't know if it's actually at an all-time low, but it feels that way. And I feel like any more that what people want me to do is to not have pride in my country, to not have pride over the fact that I'm an American, that they want me to apologize for my American lifestyle, that they want me to apologize for my footprint of having been an American, and that our freedoms are really, they're not so much freedoms as they are just showing the rest of the, you know, the, the world how they're wrong and we're right and the, we're, we just constantly do that and we're awful, right? And that outside of like even foreign policy, that even in their own country, there's wage gap, even though in Hollywood, there's not really. They've looked into it. About five different studies have looked into it. It's not there. It doesn't exist. But whatever. Twitter tells you it does. So there it is. Then police brutality and this and that and inequality and all this stuff where the news and Twitter and Facebook and all these social media platforms, all they do 24 hours a day is show you every problem the world has. So what then is the natural reaction to that? You feeling like where you live isn't as good as it once was. I was talking about this yesterday with the 80s, where in the 80s, dude, you were an American. And nobody would have ever said anything remotely to the contrary because you would have been considered to be not an American, not a patriot, and you would be would have been crucified for having a different opinion. Now, I know that sounds crazy. Well, I should be able to have a different opinion. That's fine. But what's happening is, is that our love and respect of our own country, we're dragging it down ourselves. This isn't being done from the outside. We're doing it to one another. How dare you enjoy yourself in this time? Don't you understand that that person, six states away, you'll never meet, have no connection to whatsoever, has a struggle, and you're enjoying yourself? The shame. That's who we are now. This is who we are now. We are the United States of complainers. We are the United States of victimhood. That's actually the perfect term. We are the United States of victimhood. And sure enough, they've done a poll. And it found out that young people, ages 15 to 26, are more likely to say that patriotic describes their parents' generation better than it describes their generation. And I would agree that your parents' and your grandparents' generation had pride. 
and just and this is what's being lost in this country right now and 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 it's alarming you can have pride in your country and still think the country has issues that was my problem with the kneeling during the national anthem which is do you not understand that white america does understand that there are inequality and racism issues in this country the awareness isn't the problem it's caring about it is the problem, but this whole thing, it's awareness. Dude, we're aware. Everybody's aware. Just nobody cares about something that doesn't directly affect them. That's what it is. Nobody needs more awareness of it. That's what I always laughed at that for, and that we understand that there are problems in this country, but that doesn't mean you have to complain about them or point them out in every single avenue. And much like the national anthem, I don't know why it had to be these three minutes. Yes, I do. Because you knew those three minutes were going to piss people off. And that's really what you wanted was to piss people off. And congratulations, you got it done. You pissed people off. You're being told every minute of every day how racist, how, how bigot, how, how, new, how Nazis are back, how all this stuff. You're told every single minute of every single day everything that's wrong with this place. And you didn't think patriotism was going to take a hit? You didn't think what it means to be an American was going to take a hit? Don't you think that people of that age range, regardless, are always going to be less patriotic? No. No. I, I, I think in order to say that, you would have to, you would have to understand, it, it, it would be denying the fact that that age group is the group that signed up to go fight for the country. And in years past, people were lining up to sign up to go do it. And so, no, I don't think that. I just think that as youth, you're going to not necessarily have the same perspective that adults who have been. Well, they looked at that. They looked at the same age group from back in two decades ago, and it was it was up like 30 percent. It's down 30 percent in the same age group two decades later. So, no, I don't think that's always been. So what do you so you just think this is people just complain too much and that's why we hate the country now? I think, yes, I think the overexamination of every problem, because, again, is police brutality a problem? Yes. Is it the problem that Twitter tells you it is? No. The answer is no. When you run the numbers, it doesn't stack up. Police shootings don't stack up to the rhetoric. The numbers don't stack up. The math does not support it. So when you constantly bang on these issues and you constantly remind everybody and now there's videos. I actually tweeted this video out over the weekend this woman is in the country now she's a black woman and she says oh my god white people aren't afraid to walk their dog down the street first sign of gentrification and she's serious like she wasn't joking around she's serious she was pissed because white people felt comfortable enough to walk in her neighborhood with their dog this is the country we live in now this so is who we are if you feel like there's an issue within the country and i think both sides do at this point are you just supposed to accept it and like deal with it and just say America is the best no matter what? I think what people need to get back to understanding is that, yes, we have problems amongst us, but we still live in a place that's pretty great when you compare it to the rest of the world. And so, yes, your issue may be an issue, but every once in a while, it's probably all right to just shut the hell up about it and have appreciation for what it is you do have. The fact that people don't have anything to compare it with, as of most of us have not lived anywhere. Else, yeah, but think, how do I know it then? Well, but then at that point, it's like, well, then how do I know it? And you're just so I should just blindly accept it, or I mean, I think I here's what I do know for a fact that I do live in a free society. I do have I do have opportunities in front of me, and so does everybody else, whether they want to admit it or not. You do have opportunity. It may be limited on some level, but so what? So was my 
but so were my opportunities. My opportunities were limited too. This is another thing that's happening in this country now. People think because their opportunities are limited that, that it's solely based on their race or their background. Their rel- it's not. Sometimes you do your your opportunities are limited because you're a dick. Do, do you feel like this is all? I mean, because it keep, race keeps becoming a part of this. Like, do you there think- is a concerted effort to have America fighting racially in this country. Yes. As a matter of fact, there a new poll came out the other day that said 41% of Americans think we're headed for a race war. So many other times you've brought up the point of like, well, you think you're free, but what's your real freedom? So you're like, not freely free. You're not. We have the illusion of freedom. So with that being said, if it's the illusion of freedom, is it not? So it's unpatriotic to question that, to have an issue with that, to want to improve that? Well, you're going to have to hyper-define that. That was way too broad-stroked. To question which exactly? To question the fact that you feel like you have an illusion of freedom, that we have this like, hey, you just believe this. You've never you've never experienced anything else. Like, No, because you do have freedom. You do get to make your own choices. You're not totally a free person as you're not allowed to do certain things. That's where I get hung up on the freedom. And again, my whole point with that is to tell people that you are a slave to your employment. And you are. And you will always be a slave to your employment. Unless you were born rich, that's the only way that happens. You are a slave to your employment. You always will be. That's the point about that with freedom. You're conflating two things. But we have lost pride in this country because what we rather do instead is bitch about the problems instead of looking around and going, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, we should get on that. But look how great all of this is over here. Look at overall in those countries over there where you wouldn't even be allowed to drive. You wouldn't even be able to do this. You couldn't be gay. You couldn't be that religion. Instead of looking at we ha- what we have, we're constantly looking at what we don't have. We are like spoiled five-year-olds. That's exactly what this country has become. And you know what? A little resurgence and just being thankful for what it is you do have is needed in this country. We've lost it, and I don't know why. Oh, yes, I do, because there's money in making us fight. Oh, yes, I do, because you know what? We were talking about artists yesterday, and I said, where's my rage against the machine? Where's my ban? All I ever hear about is how bad the political climate is, right? And I keep saying, where's my rage against the machine? You know where they are? It's because the artists today aren't artists or musicians anymore. They're bloggers. Those are the artists. Or they're YouTube stars walking through, you know, uh, suicide forests in Japan. That's the artists of today. Is Rage Against the Machine obviously a group who very much feels like their shortcomings in America? Wouldn't you have a problem with that? No, it's at least art. It's okay to to say this is messed up but do you believe Tom Morello doesn't have pride in, in being an American I don't buy that you think Tom Morello proud American I think he is I think Tom Morello would rather live here than anywhere else since, since he has the means to live anywhere he wants and where does he continue to live he lives right here that's right this place isn't as bad as everybody wants to make it out to be you're whining and crying because of how easy your life actually is and yet you think it's hard if your life was hard, you wouldn't have as much time to bitch. You'd be too busy getting things done. But your life is easy. We've made everything a push of a button. And so you have time to think and let your mind wander. And so you just start over-examining with Twitter. And then somebody tweets this and you're like, oh, I never thought about it like that. Retweet. And before you know it, we're at each other's throats over anything. And you didn't think patriotism was going to take a hit? You didn't think spending eight years calling every police officer in this country racist wasn't going to take a hit on our patriotism? Guys, you need to wake up. I'm always told how woke everybody is on Twitter, yet you're dead ass asleep. Dead ass asleep. 
Of course patriotism was going to take a hit when all we do is spend all day knocking where we live. I want to ship half of you off to another place just for 10 minutes. You're like m- me when I was a kid, man. I would really talk about how I was going to run away from home. And my dad would tell me, you know what, Daniel? You'll come running back in five minutes, and if somebody kidnaps you, they'll bring you back in two. And that's the exact same thing. If I sent you to all those countries you want me to feel bad for and refugee cities and all this stuff, if I sent you there, you'd be screaming back here in 10 minutes. Stop crying about how bad you have it. This place is actually pretty great and most of you have it pretty good stop crying patriotism is something we should all have stand up for that flag stand up for that national anthem respect the people who fought for your freedoms because when they stop doing it then you're gonna have to really be afraid and then you'll live in a place you really will hate you only think you have it bad because of how soft we've made america now you don't have it bad you coward things are pretty good more Stansberry show right around the corner. Hang on. Dan Stansberry and his boy Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry show. We're on Rock 106.9. We do have those Weezer Pixies tickets. We'll pass those out here. You know what? Momentarily, actually. 1-800-243-7625. The number you will need on those. That show, I believe, out at Blossom. Next week, I think, is when that show. I, uh, I was always a big Pixies fan, and I like Weezer. That's actually a good night out. Yeah, I mean, if that's your style, that is a good night. That's a good show. I mean, Weezer's got to be getting close to the point where they could go out and tour the Blue Album entirety, right? I mean, I know bands are big into doing that. Like, the album that like you, you were best known for, we'll go out and we'll tour it cover to cover. 25 years old, so... I, I was going to say, I mean, they're at that point where they could do that. That album was really good. I remember seeing that video for the Sweater Song the first time and thinking, oh, stuff's different. Like, things aren't... Things aren't going to be. It was very much like the same thing when you saw Nirvana for the first time. It was like, oh, we're in for a change. Yeah, I mean, you know, Pixies are a great example of there was bands that kind of obviously were really popular. Were the forefront, right? I mean, like Talking Heads and bands like that and Violent Femmes, but like Weezer kind of took it and changed like the rock. You know what I mean? Like, none of those artists I I felt like were really like rock artists back in the day. And then all of a sudden it was like, okay, I see what we're doing here. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I'm trying to think of who's the best out of all of them. Uh, the Talking Heads were so before their time. Like, that band was way ahead of its time and so very good. I'd go Violent Femmes, but, you know. Really? Picking, yeah, I mean, they're, they're both pretty good bands there. I don't really like the Violent Femmes all that much. I mean, I, I, I guess, I, I mean, that's not true. I do like them, but I just, I hate, I guess I hate that song. That Blister in the Sun song. I'm just so tired of that song. So I probably knock them in a way that's unfair over their song. I do uh, have to show some appreciation to a Canton police officer, Timothy Thorne, who rescued an eight-year-old boy uh, who had been unresponsive. This was early yesterday morning. He gave the child CPR. Um, and uh, Sergeant Robert Smith said, I do believe the paramedics had to keep the child alive on the way to the hospital. This was around 3.30 in the morning Monday. And uh, Thorne was not available for comment as of uh, Monday night. But sure enough, there it is. There's a perfect example of what I was talking about before the break. There it is, right there. Stories like that go underreported all the time. You never hear about them. Being a cop is one of these jobs where your failures are known and your successes are not. And so what happens through that is this festering the cops are out to get us. They're all evil. They're all bad. They're all racist. They all just want to shoot you. And in reality, that's not true. As a matter of fact, the complete opposite is what's true. 
a few bad apples end up getting all the headlines, and you can blame the media, but I blame the media, and I also blame you because it's and me because it's what we will consume. This is what I was talking about earlier with LeBron versus that cop that got hit in traffic. Is that you're going to consume the LeBron story? You'll scroll past the cop story and go, "Oh, that's kind of sad," but you'll consume the LeBron story. So I don't know who's more to blame, the media or us. I think it's us. At the end of the day, if we wanted a better media, that's what we would have. If you stopped consuming things, they would change what's being consumed or what was intended to be consumed. It ultimately is us. Blaming the media is really, really easy because then you shift the blame. It's like that quote from the Bible everybody always screws up. Money's the root of all evil. No, it's not. For the love of money is the root of all evil. And see, you love that change. You love that change, America, because that little change right there takes the blame off of of you and places it on the object that's not capable of anything. That object only has power that you give it. It's that little change that you love, and that's why it gets screwed up, and that's why the quote gets misrepresented, because you want it to be the other way around. This go, these things go underreported, and yet when they make mistakes, it's plastered all over the news for two weeks straight. So, of course, faith in police is down. Of course, patriotism is down, because this is what we do. This is what we talk about. This is what we consume. Meanwhile, locally, yesterday, 3.30 in the morning, Canton police officer steps up to the plate, 3.30 in the morning, saves an eight-year-old boy. Crickets outside of this show right here. Those Weezer tickets, and again, Pixie's playing with them as well. We'll take caller 20 right now, 1-800-243-7625 on that. Continue the Sansbury Show next on Rock 106.9. The Stansbury Show, Canton's rock station, Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. New Tour Tuesday coming up at 9 o'clock, brought to you by the Hard Rock Rock Casino, Northfield Park there. New Lord featuring Run the Jewels. Can't wait for that. Love both artists. New Uncle Cracker. That should be pretty good, too. He wrote a song called Floatin'. He's really good at that summer song stuff. He's really good at it. D. Snyder's got a new one called uh, Become the Storm. We'll take a listen to that. I saw D actually at the Hard Rock not that long ago, and he was great. Yeah, I was loading the song up earlier, and I didn't really listen to it. I just kind of heard it in the background, and I'm like, it sounds better than I thought. Well, that's good. You would think 2018, decent or expectations, pretty low, but dude, who knows, man? Jamie Josta of Hatebreed produced the album. Oh. Interesting. Hatebreed's always one of those bands that like I really liked when they came out, and I was like, dude, man, I love this. And then I grew up like, I don't know, two, three years. And I'm like, ah, I don't know, dude. Calm down, Jamie. Just relax. Well, I feel like Hatebreed, if if you put it in sports terms, you would say they underdelivered. They are, are really, really good. And when they hit the scene, you felt like, oh, this band's going to be one of the biggest things ever. And then they just kind of like petered out and flamed out. draft bust. Okay. Yeah, okay. a little bit of a draft bust. Okay. Good, but not as, like a little bit like Lonzo Ball's first year. Like we were told he's going to be the greatest thing ever. And he ended up being serviceable, not great. Now, That'll probably get better as the years go on. That has a lot of NBA players do. Speaking of which, that banner started to come down in Cleveland already. That's uh, that's going to be done. I understand people that are like, you want to continue to show him some level of respect or appreciation or whatever. But that banner, of course, it has to come down, guys. Come you got to do it. Otherwise, you just look desperate. Yeah. You look really, really desperate. And it's like when I, I, I made this analogy earlier, and I, I feel like it's true. This would be like if your girlfriend moved out on you. And you refuse to take the photos of her down in the house. Right. Like, you got to move forward. And the moment it's like, 
You know what they say about breakups. The only way to get over somebody is to get underneath somebody else. That's, I mean, that's the way it is. We're going to have to find the, the next athlete. And we were talking about this yesterday. I don't really know who the face of Cleveland sports is now. I know Jose Ramirez is supposed to be the, the, this great baseball player, and he is, right? But does he feel like the face of Cleveland sports to you? He does not feel that way to me. In a way, he almost doesn't even feel like the face of the now, Indians. The face has only been available for a day, so maybe that's unfair. I, I, Jose Ramirez is, is absolutely fantastic. I was talking about the Indians earlier. I know everyone's down on him because, well, the Central sucks. But, like, dude, they're still winning games, so who cares? But, like, to me, the first Indian I think of is Francisco Lindor. Me too. And the second Indian I think of is Corey Kluber. Corey Kluber. And then the third Indian I think of is, well, maybe J-Ram, maybe Andrew Miller. You know what I mean? Like, so you can say, I mean, is he the best athlete? Okay, best at his sport, but I don't even know if he's the real face of his franchise. For me, it's... Lindor, Kluber, Clevenger. You've got a. Uh, you've got nobody on the Browns that I think is ready to take that mantle. I, I don't think, right? I mean, Joe Thomas retired. If it wasn't, if I mean it's Joe Thomas Day, and I know everyone's seven three, but I mean, there's guys you could force into it. Like, like you, you want to wrap your arms around Miles Garrett. You mm. want to wrap your arms around Baker Mayfield, mm. but they're not there yet. No, Miles Garrett's fantastic. Baker Mayfield hasn't played a football game, so I think you're a little crazy to be like, oh, that's the guy. Put up put up the banner of him. Um, but I think the thing that maybe we're overlooking, and maybe this is just Northeast Ohio is the only group of people that care about him, but what about Stipe? Isn't he the face of Cleveland sports right now? No. No? No. no. And, and, and this hurts as a UFC fan. People don't care. Like, it, it is one of those things where fight fans – are rabid about it. But the casual UFC fan is just that. It's casual at best. Like, I can't wait for this fight this weekend. It's Daniel Cormier and Stipe Miocic. I love that fight because I like Daniel Cormier. Most people hate him. And I think the UFC has done a bad job of promoting Stipe. They've done a bad job of it. I, I guess- they do. They when, they when Dana likes a guy... When Dana likes somebody, the posters are everywhere, the commercials are everywhere, they buy ad time everywhere. There's something about Stipe that Dana doesn't feel is marketable. I think maybe maybe part of the problem is is he's not wearing Cleveland on his chest, therefore you don't necessarily identify him as you know he's from, but you don't necessarily identify him as such. And I think there's a little bit of... We feel like there's a slighting of like how he's promoted, but like I, I mean, as a casual UFC fan, like as somebody who will watch it when it's on, but like I'm not, I'm not renting fights or anything like that. Um, I, I don't know any of the other guys. I know Conor McGregor. You know what I mean? Right. I, I, through conversations with you, I know other dudes, but as a whole, and 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 most people probably more casual than I am. You know why? This is this is this is the problem that golf has. There's too much parody, like. Not so much in the heavyweight thing right now because Tipe's won like three fights in a row. But with the rest of those divisions, first of all, there's too many divisions for a casual sports fan to pay attention to. There's both men and women, too much stuff for the average fan to pay attention to, and there's too much parity. You can't win every fight. By design, you're going to lose. And so I think that's where, honestly, greatness actually helps sports sometimes. MMA, obviously, is a sport you are going to lose, and you're going to get knocked out. Somebody's going to grab your arm in the right way, and you're not going to be able to do anything. You're going to have to tap. That's It's just an inevitability. 
the fact that he is going on his fourth title fight, and if he wins, that'll be a record set. That's a bit of a problem to me too. Where it's like, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want new champions every single fight. You want guys to be able to hold that belt. And if four defenses is like the record, and everyone's like, "Damn, dude, what an accomplishment!" That feels a little bit like I don't you- know what the average is for boxing. I, I, to, to, to me, boxing always felt like guys had belts forever. You know what I'm saying? It felt that way to me, too. I don't know what the reality is. So I don't know if that's one of those things we just assumed or, or what. I, I, but I don't disagree with That's why I wish I knew, because I don't disagree with what you're saying. That I think that there is something to that. Where, yeah, I mean, dude, you, you need somebody. Like, dude, that Tyson, boxing wasn't popular. Mike Tyson was popular. You know what I mean? Like, boxing didn't get any more popular. Tyson fights got more popular. And so, because of the dominance, people wanted to watch Mike tear through guys. Now, if Stipe beats Daniel Cormier in dramatic fashion, I think you have the chance for that. I mean, one of the Klitschko's held a belt for 12 years. Joe Lewis held a belt for 11 years. Muhammad Ali held a belt for nine years. Okay, so You yeah, know what so, I mean? So, so, so it was that way. It yeah. wasn't just the way we felt. It was that way. Um, going back to the banner, the guy's telling me, you know Nike's the one taking the banner down, right? Yeah, it doesn't matter who's taking it down. I don't care who's taking it down. I'm talking to the people who think it should be standing up. This has nothing to do with Nike. And somebody who wants the uh, the, ban- the banner to come down, and I'm glad they're doing it today. I'm glad they're not dilly-dallying on it. No, you got to do it today. You got to do it today. Yeah, and I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, build him a statue. Wait till he retires. You know what I mean? Like, that's where I'm at on that, is that, like, you whoa, we should have the statue. No, but- no statues. No statue, okay. No. Why? And I, I got a perfect example of this. All we do, dude, is we end up finding out about these guys in the long run that everybody's kind of a turd. Everybody's kind of a turd of a human, right? Like, and we haven't seen it with LeBron yet, and maybe we never will, and I hope we don't, honestly. I really hope we don't. But, dude, how many statues have we had to take down? How many stars have we had to take off of TV shows? How many of this have we had to not do this? How many people had to lose their endorsement? And you're not allowed to be the Affleck duck anymore. And you and you can't do this. Like, dude, just be done with the hero worship of it all. As a matter of fact, I saw this today, and I don't want to list the brand. But there's a brand of soda out there that is doing legend cans. Legends. You know who the legends are? I'll tell you who one of them is. It's Michael Jackson. And I know what you're thinking. Never convicted, Sandberry. Right. He had a baby raping chamber off of his bedroom nobody knew about. He's convicted in my mind. Good enough for me. And like I always say this to you. If the facts of the Michael Jackson case were the facts about your neighbor... You think you'd be sitting here talking to me about he hasn't been convicted? Stop defending Michael Jackson because Thriller was good. The guy is a disgusting, was, sorry, was a disgusting pig of a child rapist. Enough is enough. The hero worship is starting to get a little crazy. We second guess it every six months. Why build anybody a statue? You're just going to have to tear it down. More Stansberry Show and New Tour Tuesday is next on Rock 106.9. I am... so I should probably tell you this because uh, I've been on the air all morning saying that the NBA is in trouble. It turns out Las Vegas has sold out for the Lakers summer league games. Sold out. So people are telling me this means the NBA is not in trouble. If you can sell out summer league games, maybe, maybe you're not in trouble. Okay. There, there may be an argument in that. I still think 15 of your 16 best players playing after 10 o'clock on the Eastern Conference, pointed out by Jason Whitlock yesterday, very smart point, is probably bad. I also think there's always excitement about the Lakers. That's why LeBron wanted to be a Laker. It's because it is the best franchise in the NBA. 
They have all the records. They got all the best players. They got all the collection of this, and that's why he wanted to be a Laker. So I think if you make the New Orleans Pelicans summer <laughs> games, let's find out if those sell out. Over the course of the 2017-18 season, the NBA has never in its 72-year history had a more successful regular season in television ratings. That's okay. Again, I think what I am saying is the problem hasn't started to really happen yet. But what is happening, we're building towards the problem. I'm not looking at last year and going, well, oh, the ratings are good. You know, you can't do that. You got to look at what's going to happen. What's the flow of things? And I think the way they are headed is going to lead to less interest in their overall product. I believe that the NBA may be the first league to go, you know what, let's do away with the conferences. Let's just do this. That way people can't focus on the fact that all of our star talent all want to be in coastal cities. Let's not, let's not do that. Somebody asked me for 10 teams you could take out of the league, right? Because I keep saying it's less teams. Okay, I'll give you a few. Sacramento Kings, done. Phoenix Suns, done. Utah Jazz, Done. Cavs, sorry, done. New Orleans Pelicans, done. I listed a couple others. I don't know if I can get all the way to 10, but I can give you a handful. And my point is this, that if you were to start a league today, none of those cities would have franchises. For that matter, neither would Oklahoma City. They would still be in, you maybe put it back in Seattle, you might do that, but you wouldn't put it in Oklahoma City. You see what's happening? These owners are are part of this problem, is that they all like expansion because it means more money. But at the end of the day, it makes for less interesting basketball. It just does. It just does. Especially when we got starting lineups that are like legit all-star teams now. That league is heading for problems. Is it a problem right now? No. But they are heading for a problem. That's just a prediction. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. It's been like two or three times. Not about LeBron, though. So, New Tour Tuesday brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park. We do it every week. Let's start with uh, an artist I love. I love this woman, and I've been wondering where she's been because her first record was such a smash hit. This is Lord, and she's actually recruited the help of a hip hop group that I love too. They're called Run the Jewels. This song is called Supercut. She's got a really cool voice. This needs to get better in a hurry. Dear God. Get Killer Mike in this as fast as you possibly can. What is it you're not digging? All of it. This is really bad so far.
chilling, get body bags and the toe tags. Thank God. Scoundrels and hounds, and we go through your town, and we reloaded, and now we back. Mike's just cool. Man, she's the weakest link in her own song. Are you looking for her to do something else? I'm looking for the song to be better. This is bad. Yeah, you take Killer Mike out of this and it's like honestly god like like downright awful. Wow, there's new Lord featuring Run the Jewel Supercut. Fancy give me the vote. Cool beat. Um I like her voice a lot and I think both the rappers are good, so I'm going to vote Nada. I am voting massive, huge, awful, wow, boring turd. It's a turd! Yikes, I had high, huge hopes for that song. I love both those artists dearly. And without Killer Mike, that song was atrocious bad. You knew Uncle Cracker floating next on Rock 106.9 with Kid Rock and like that thing. and was like in that band. Do you consider Kid Rock a country artist now? No. Okay, I just feel like both their sounds are just have gone towards that. Yeah, Um. I mean... You can court an audience and not be that. Okay. She got pieces of confetti from a show last Friday night. Why? Takes her too long to get ready, but it's worth it every time. Not a lot of clutter fluttering through her world or hanging on her walls. Jesus, cause he saved her George Strait, cause he's the king Her daddy, cause he made her Feel just like a queen She's floating, dreaming Blooming like a flower She's dancing, smiling Yeah, the waves go right around her She believes the unbelievable That her life's like an ocean This guy accomplished a lot with not being able to sing a whole lot yeah, a lot of artists do, though. You know, it's yeah. I mean, no, that is true. It's just that he is definitely one of them. Like, he is not a great singer. She's just floating. She got a tattoo on a place. Let's say not everyone can see. Hauling notes is screaming from the doors. Not on her jeep. Not a lot of. 
She's mixing up emotions from her past Just Jesus cause he saved her George Strait cause he's the king Her daddy cause he made her Feel just like a queen She's floating, dreaming, roaming Man, I would have... I would have rather a summer day drinking Sunday fun day song than that. Cause he made her feel just like a queen. She's floating, dreaming, roaming like a flower. She's dancing, smiling, yet a wave go right around her. She believes the unbelievable that her life's like an ocean while everybody's swimming. just tweeted in and told me this would have been a better Darius Rucker song. And I agree. Yeah. Had you given it to the guy with a really good voice, yeah. I think it, it, it's punched up. And Darius Rucker is so the right guy. That part can kind of get your chair dancing a little bit. There's new Uncle Cracker. The song's called Floatin'. Phantom, give me the vote. Eh, it's mm. half a turn. Um, not a very good song. Uncle Cracker, not a very good singer. No. But there's something about it in the right time. The song's under three minutes long. The chorus is catchy enough. And you're right. Why didn't you record that? It's floating. So, like, that should be about, like, floating down a river, right? Instead right. of floating through life, which is one of the big problems, I think, with America nowadays. Is we're all just like, ah, we're just going to let things happen. I, you, you missed out. But there's something about it that's all right. So I'm going to call it a halfer. I, um... I didn't like it. I personally think it's not very good, but it's got enough of that chair dance quality mm-hmm. where when you're on the patio and you're drinking summer shandy and next thing you know, that gets played, you're going to end up liking it a little bit. I agree. I'm going to vote half a turd. <laughs> it's half a turd. We have new D-Snyder for you. Become the storm. You All right. know that's going to be good. That will be next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. <laughs> oh no, smart. No, I like it. Smart. <laughs> this is this is he he wrote you the song for 2018. He gave you your meme song. Lions don't worry about the opinions of sheep. Lions don't do that. Lions are too busy being lions to worry about the sheep. I mean, that's exactly dude, this is the rain's not scary when you become the storm. Every like 26-year-old broad in Canton has that meme posted on her wall right now. 
She was always meant to be fierce, except for those 7,000 days before this one. still has his voice oh yeah like i saw him not that long ago at a hard rock he was great he's a tall son of a bitch too really oh yeah he's huge i didn't know that yeah he's super tall super skinny in person he looks very much like howard tall lanky skinny that curly hair you feel bad about All right, here's the problem with it. And Tom Kiefer from Cinderella had this problem where your past is going to affect your future. Okay, what do you mean? A guy working for a label had the new Tom Kiefer, and he was listening to it in his in his office, right? And a bunch of young kids who were working at the label heard it and said, walked into his office and said, man, that sounds really good. Who is that? And the guy made the mistake of saying, it's Tom Kiefer from Cinderella. And immediately, every young kid went, oh. And then they pretended like they didn't like it. And I think there's a little bit of this going on here, and it might happen with D. Snyder, where this song's better than you thought 2018 D. Snyder would be. For sure. He still totally has his voice, the growl, the rock thing kind of sound. But I think when you tell people it's D. Snyder, they're going to think, makeup on the face, we're not going to take it, eh, I'm not interested. Like, if we told people this was Avenged Sevenfold, I think they go, oh, I really like it. Love Avenged Sevenfold. I really like it. But you tell them it's a band, it's a guy, it's a frontman from a band from like the early 80s, I think people are going to go, oh, no, that's that's old. I don't like it. Got to break the doors down. Yeah, we got to break break those down. Got to bust the doors down. Like, I wouldn't have even guessed that was D. Snyder listening to it. seen their documentary twisted sisters documentary no it's called oh, we are effing twisted sister 
or We Are Twisted Effing Sister or something like that. It's like one of those. It's on Netflix and it's awesome. Like it is amazing. And when you go back and watch it, it's such a interesting look at how the decades are different. Like, dude, if you were a bar in the late 70s, early 80s, and you didn't have a band like that playing, you were going out of business. Like, dude, Twisted Sister, before having a record deal, were pulling four and 5,000 people crowds. 4,000 people like crammed to this bar in New Jersey to watch them every weekend. They were pulling ba- like crowds like that every weekend. If you told, dude, most people, you tell them the bar you're going to is have a band, they're like, let's go somewhere else. We want to go somewhere else. They were pulling massive crowds back in the day. Obviously, we're filtering him a little, right? Oh, yeah, of course. There's no way he still sounds that good. A little little 80s shred there. Still sounds cool, you know what I mean? Like, it's good. Yeah, I think people are going to hate on it because of who it is. This sounds familiar. I mean, it's the same exact message of Kelly Clarkson's Stronger. Like, that part's a little weird. Oh, yeah, dude. This entire song, I've been thinking about it like... These lyrics, I mean, it just like anything else, it's seventh grade poetry, but like I mean it's it's Kelly Clarkson stronger. Gotta become the storm. Well tempo right? and tune and like I that's the way I always tell people, all songs are exactly the same. All formats are exactly the same. It's all on how you present it. All I mean everything at the end of the day is always the same. It's new D Snyder become the storm. Phantom, give me the vote. I don't think I'm necessarily going to go make deep, you know, a deep dive into the D Snyder solo career, but like I had really low expectations of that song when you said yesterday, yo, new D Snyder. I was like, dude, this is going to be terrible. And it was pretty all right, man. I'm going to call that not a turd. I got to agree. I felt like it was actually really good. And if we told you that it was again, like if, if that was Avenged Sevenfold, people would be like, great song. But because it's an 80s washed up, what people consider to be a washed up star, they're going to hate on it. And I disagree. I vote not a turd on new D Snyder. Not a turd. All right, that's it for the day. It's also it for, well, a little while. We're off tomorrow for the 4th of July holiday, obviously. We will be back Thursday and then uh, obviously on Friday as well. Um, a couple of things here. Don't drink and drive. Don't be stupid. It's a, You should never do it, but on a holiday weekend, you got to be extra special dumb to think that that's a good idea. There's Lyft. There's Uber. Don't make a $10,000 mistake trying to be smart. I just want to get home. You're dumb. Uber, Lyft, call a DD, do that thing. Keep all your digits. Don't be blowing them off with M80s. But, you know, take care of everybody. Be nice. And uh, and I'm saying it again. You celebrate this 4th of July like it's your last one. Because next year, trust me, is this holiday rooted in bigotry? Vox will have us all thinking about it. So before they do, just enjoy your 4th of July holiday. We'll talk to you guys again Thursday morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Have a great holiday. See you.